0: from the Hollywood Hills to your earholes, this is True Crime Deadline. I'm Matt Johnson, boots on the ground reporter and host of True Crime Deadline, the podcast that gives you a unique reporter's point of view from the yellow crime scene tape to the gavel in the courtroom. We paint a picture on True Crime Deadline with murder. Mystery and missing persons cases. My contacts grant you access to those case files with disturbing new details and exclusive interviews. Details might have you thinking, No, that didn't happen. They didn't do that, did they? And then there's the Oprah inspired, Where Are They Now? binge these 30 minute crime bite episodes where you get your podcasts. Buckle up, investigators you're on deadline. For more information about the podcast, visit truecrimedeadline.com. Until next time. Bryce Sparcia was a 19 year old college student who went missing at Castatic Lake in California on August 30, 2013. A series of unusual events involving Bryce occurred in the lead up to his disappearance, including an unexpected relationship breakup, some cryptic messages to his parents, and unusual behaviour witnessed by his friends. His vehicle was found wrecked and overturned, and blood was found, but there was no sign of Bryce at the scene, and he has not been seen since. Bryce Lasparcia was born on April 30, 1994. He was born in Illinois and he attended Kingsley Elementary and Lincoln Junior High before graduating from Naperville High School in 2012. He was an only child and his parents, Karen and Michael Lasparcia, they moved to California for their retirement and the entire family resided there at the time of Bryce's disappearance. Bryce was attending Sierra College, where after spending the summer with his parents, he was about to commence his sophomore year of study. Bryce lived with his roommate, Sean Dixon, and living nearby was his girlfriend, Kim Sly. During the summer break, Bryce seemed excited and eager to return to college. And to resume his classes in graphic and industrial design. His parents have said that he seemed normal and happy during his vacation. Bryce was a very social person who enjoyed video games, and he had a large circle of friends. From all accounts, nothing was glaringly amiss in Bryce's life until a few days before he disappeared. On Monday, August 26, 2013, Bryce attended his classes at Sierra College as normal. His mother has said in the media that she spoke to Bryce that day and they had a good, normal conversation. It has also been reported that the family saw a photo of him that was taken on this day and he appeared happy in their opinion. Tuesday, August 27th, this day marks the beginning of Bryce's unusual behaviour. It has been reported that Bryce's girlfriend, Kim, she said he was acting strangely and he told her that he took a pill. This pill is now thought to have been an ADHD medication that was not prescribed to Bryce. Sean Dixon, Bryce's roommate, he has also said in media reports that Bryce had been drinking hard liquor and taking vivance, which is an ADHD medication, and that was to keep him from falling asleep while they played video games all night. Some sources say that Bryce had been drinking heavily for a while, and he would often consume a bottle of liquor each weekend. During this time, Bryce also gave away some of his belongings to friends, including his Xbox and a pair of diamond earrings that his mother had given him. Wednesday, August 28th, is when the series of events that led to Bryce's disappearance began to really culminate. That evening, Bryce texted his girlfriend Kim, saying that she would be better off without him. At 10pm on this night, Bryce showed up at Kim's house and he appeared to be irrational and unwell. He was adamant to Kim that he wanted to end their relationship. She was concerned that he seemed unwell and so she took his car keys from him so he could not drive away in the state he was in. Now this angered Bryce and he called his mother Karen to ask her to intervene. Karen offered to fly the 450 miles to Bryce the next day to help him out, but he told her to not make any airline reservations because... He had a lot to talk to her about. After Karen and Bryce chatted, Karen asked Kim to return his keys. Bryce left Kim's apartment around 11.30, with everyone believing he was going back to his apartment to get some rest. Bryce's mother received a phone call from him at 1am, and she assumed it was to let her know that he got back safely to his apartment. However, phone records that have been pulled since his disappearance, it shows that he was one hour away from his apartment in an isolated area. The next day, August 30th, 2013, at 11am... Bryce's parents received a voicemail from him saying that he had to use their roadside assistance at 9am. He had run out of gas near the Buttonwillow rest area and west of Bakersfield, California. He had travelled almost 350 miles from his apartment. Three gallons of gas were delivered to Bryce by Christian from a company called Castro Tire and Gas. The cost of this gas was $20, and it was charged to his parents' credit card. The charge showed the Lasparcias that he was in Buttonworth, and Karen and Michael assumed that Bryce was on his way to see them, as their house was a three-hour drive from Buttonwillow. Bryce did not answer any calls made to his phone at this time. Now, there is some discrepancy online about what time the gas was delivered to Bryce. Some reports say that it was closer to nine, while other reports say it was noon. Either way, when Bryce had not arrived to his parents' house hours after the gas was delivered, they called Castro Tiring Gas, and Christian went back to the rest stop to check on Bryce. To his surprise, Bryce was still sitting in his car at the rest stop. He spoke to his mother on Christian's phone, and when he was asked what he was doing, he simply replied, Nothing. Christian told Karen that Bryce appeared okay, and added that his eyes looked a little red. After speaking to his mother at approximately 12.30pm, he was expected to arrive at their house by 3pm. Now this time came and went, and Bryce never showed up. He was still not answering any calls, and six more hours would pass without any communication from Bryce. After tracking his phone, the discovered that he had only moved eight miles in the nine-hour time period. At 9pm, after responding to a call from Bryce's parents, the California Highway Patrol officers stopped and searched Bryce's car, which was now located on Lagoon Drive in Buttonwillow. It has been reported that the car was searched for drugs and alcohol and that nothing was found. The police officers spent 20 minutes with Bryce and they performed a sobriety test that he passed with flying colours. They also asked Bryce to call his parents to let them know that he was fine and he was very reluctant to do so. He did give in though and eventually called them. This was around 10pm, and Karen called Bryce again, and he answered his phone. She asked him what he was doing, and he told her that he was going to hang out with some friends a bit later. An hour later, Bryce stopped at a gas station in Buttonwillow, where he purchased a drink for $1.71. After that, Karen said that he wouldn't tell her anything except he was somewhere on I-5 south. At this time, it has been reported that he also purchased $39 worth of gas at the Valro station on Lagoon Drive in Buttonwillow. At some point during this night, the Sparsiers called roadside assistance again, Bryce was found to be still in the same area and had now been in Buttonwillow for over 13 hours. The roadside assistance driver followed Bryce onto the interstate to make sure that he was on the road and he was headed in the right direction. At this time, it's said that, according to his GPS, he was due to arrive at his parents' house at 3.30am. We are now at Friday, August 30th, at 10 to 2am. Bryce contacted Karen to tell her that he had detoured off the I-5, but now was back on it. Karen's last ever contact with her son was at 10 past 2am. He told her he had gotten off the I-5 and was in a suburban area. He told her he was going to sleep in his car. By this time, it's thought that Bryce had been awake for almost 48 hours, so Karen did not argue with his decision to get some sleep. Instead of pulling off the road and getting some rest, though, Bryce continued driving a further 90 minutes south to Kastatic Lake. Between the time he left Buttonwillow and 5am, according to CCTV, Bryce made three separate trips to the location where his car would eventually be found wrecked. A camera, which was located on Lake Hughes Road near Lake Castaic caught Bryce's 2003 Toyota Highlander going up the road at 215 only minutes after he last spoke with his mother, the same camera captured him again driving up the road at 4:30 a.m. The exact time of the car wreck is unknown, but it is estimated to have occurred between 4:30 and 5:15. Police officers had arrived at Lake Static to conduct a training exercise and that is when they came across Bryce's wrecked vehicle. Law enforcement arrived at Karen and Michael's home at around 8am to inform them of the crash. Bryce's car had been found overturned and wrecked on an access road leading to the Lake Recreation Area. Approximately two hours north of his parents' house. The car had gone down a 25 foot embankment and had landed on its side. There was a small amount of blood on the passenger side headrest and in the back seat. The back window of the car had been removed, which indicated that someone had gotten out of the car from the inside. All of Bryce's belongings were found in the car, including his laptop, cell phone and wallet. There was a duffel bag found at the back of the car and it was unzipped, which led investigators to believe that Bryce had removed something from the bag. Tire tracks from the vehicle were found at the top of the embankment and they led down the bank towards Kastatic Lake. The track pattern indicated that there was speed involved in the incident and there was no effort made to use the brakes. This led detectives to believe that Bryce was purposely trying to drive the vehicle into the lake, perhaps to take his own life. Search parties were immediately set up in the area. Divers searched the lake for days and never found his body or any trace of him for that matter. Bryce's uncle coordinated a volunteer search effort where campgrounds and other areas where Bryce may have been seeking shelter were also searched. While this search was going on, Los Angeles County firefighters responded to a brush fire in the area surrounding the lake. Upon further investigation, it was found that a burning body ignited the blaze. The body was too badly damaged to determine if it was a man or a woman. While Bryce's family held their breath and waited for the coroner's report, the body was determined to not belong to Bryce. The victim was later identified as being Lemondra Miles, a 35-year-old man who had been shot in the torso before being dumped and set on fire. After continuing the search fruitlessly for many weeks, the family hired a private investigator who believed that Bryce did not sustain any major injuries that would have taken his life during the wreck. This was supported by multiple bloodhounds who tracked Bryce's scent to the truck stop on Kastatic Road, where it stopped. Both the private investigator and detectives believed that this indicated that he likely walked away from the scene. The official search led by the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Office was called off three weeks after Bryce's disappearance. The Lasparcia family also turned to psychics for help in Bryce's case a psychic sent in the following tip which Karen posted on the family's Facebook page for Bryce. She said that she saw Bryce either in or around a lake. It was a V-shaped lake. She thought in particular he could be found on the top right-hand point of the V. She did not know if he was alive or dead. There was a lot of dirt around him and trees. Specifically, three trees, one on his right hand side and two in front. She sensed some dampness, like he may have gotten rained on. Other than that, she could not say anything else for certain. Karen has since stated that multiple psychics, clairvoyants, and mediums have sent their visions of Bryce to the family. None of them have been accurate and their information varies from him being alive to him being deceased. In the year since Bryce's 2013 disappearance, the Sparsia family have continued to search the area where his vehicle was found. In 2015, they hired a sonar boat and searched the lake for two days. The private investigator worked with a drone operator during the same time, and nothing new was found. As of August 2019, Bryce is still missing. The erratic behaviour leading up to his disappearance, including the breakup with his girlfriend and giving away his prized possessions... It has led people to question if perhaps he had a psychotic break due to either substance abuse or the onset of mental illness. When police questioned Bryce, they found it unusual that he did not want to contact his parents. Bryce had a few days earlier told his mother not to fly in to see him and he specifically told his mother on August 30th to not come pick him up. He mentioned that he had important information he wanted to tell them, but his actions showed that he was reluctant to get home. One theory is that Bryce is living off the grid and for whatever reason cannot or will not get in touch with his family. Bryce's mother has stated that she does not believe her son is missing on his own accord. She believes that since he was her only child, she knows he would not leave her on purpose, that he would not leave them and not contact them for long periods of time, maybe for a week, but anything longer than that would be out of character and not something their son would do that he loved life and he had a lot coming up in his life to look forward to. To his parents, at least, it does not make sense. Two sets of search and rescue dogs tracked Bryce's scent to the truck stop, where it abruptly stopped. Could this indicate that Bryce got into a vehicle and was driven away? In 2013, the La family asked for information about a purple semi-truck that was known to frequent truck stops in the area, as it is thought that Bryce may have gotten a ride with the driver. Nothing as yet has come from this lead. To this day, family and volunteers continue to post Bryce's information at truck stops around the country. Following the accident, it is possible that Bryce sustained a head injury or concussion. This has led the family to theorise that maybe he's living among the homeless community. Bryce's mother reported in September 2013 that there was an alleged sighting of Bryce at a Habitburger Burger in Valencia, California. Here he asked for water and he seemed confused. It was thought that maybe Bryce could be wandering around with a head trauma with no identification on him. The Los Barcias have left messages for Bryce on pages such as Missing and Homeless on Facebook, saying that they love him and miss him very much, and they hope that they'll be all together again soon. Bryce's family have set up a Facebook group titled Find Bryce Lasparcia, where to this day they investigate any tip or lead. One lead that came in in January 2013 stated that someone who looked similar to Bryce had been seen at a Starbucks in California. Nothing came from this tip. Bryce was unfamiliar with the area that he disappeared in, and he has never been known to hitchhike before. His family have said that he did not particularly enjoy outdoor activities. Bryce's dental records, DNA and fingerprints have been entered into the appropriate systems, but no match for an unidentified male has ever been made. In November 2018, an internet hoax circulated with photos of Bryce, along with information stating that he had been found. Now, it's unknown where this information originally came from, but the La family have publicly stated that this information is false. In Bryce's memory, the Lasparcia family have asked that people perform random acts of kindness in his name. Bryce was known to do this in his everyday life, and everyone who knew him said that he had a kind heart. Bryce's mother hopes that the initiative would be able to continue to spread awareness about Bryce still being missing. The La Spacia family asked that, yearly, on the anniversary of Bryce's disappearance, that people continue their random acts of kindness. In 2018, the family statement said, "...today marks the fifth anniversary of our son Bryce going missing. We miss him very much and continue to hope that one day he'll be reunited with his family." All we can ask is that people keep him in their thoughts and perform an act of kindness on his behalf. Principal cards for anyone participating in the Random Acts of Kindness initiative can be found on the family's Facebook page for Bryce. There is much online speculation about the lead up to Bryce's disappearance and there have been many rumours about what happened to him. Online sources speculate that Bryce had a past history of drug and alcohol abuse, and that he was arrested as a teen for carrying MDMA. People have said that Bryce was known for regularly taking alcohol to high school. An online post that was reportedly made by Bryce's best friend from high school labels Bryce as a, quote, druggie. Bryce's parents were also rumoured to have been controlling. It's thought that they chose the college he would attend with little or no input from Bryce. Karen and Mike had access to Bryce's call and text records even before he disappeared and now they have access to his Facebook and email accounts. One rumour is that Bryce planned his disappearance, and his stopover in Buttonwillow was actually him killing time while he waited for someone to come and pick him up. Some of his college friends have said that they were in on this plan, but this has never been proven. Another theory is that Bryce was waiting for a drug dealer in Buttonwillow. Investigators have been unable to find out who supplied Bryce with the ADHD medication that he was illegally taking. Could he have been waiting for a drug dealer who never showed up? The drug that he was taking, by Vance, it can cause hallucinations, anxiety and paranoia during the withdrawal phase. Is this why Bryce was acting so erratically? Or did he leave his life to get away from his controlling parents? Bryce La is a white male with red-orange hair and blue eyes. He is 5'10 and approximately 160 pounds. He has a tattoo of a Taurus bullhead and his birthday in Roman numerals on his upper left arm. At the time of his disappearance, Bryce was wearing a blue and white checkered T-shirt, white cargo shorts, and size 12 red and white Nikes. The Lasparcia family asks that if anyone who thinks they have seen Bryce is to take a photo and send it to findbricelasparcia at gmail.com, there is a $5,000 reward for information that leads to Bryce's whereabouts. There is also a tip line at 949-292-4400, the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department can also be reached in regards to Bryce's case at 323 890 5500. Thank you to Olivia M for researching and writing today's episode. If you're interested in learning more cases like Bryce Lasparcia, please visit her Facebook page and join the Facebook group True Crime Society. If you have your own thoughts about these cases or any case we talk about on this podcast, please search Stolen Lives Podcast on Facebook and join the Facebook discussion group. Here we post more information about each case. You can also talk to us on Twitter. Search lives underscore stolen. If you like what you heard today, please rate, review, subscribe on iTunes or your favourite podcast app. Hosting and production by Ali. Music is by Mayu.